0: Oh, greetings to you. Sorry, I'm I'm a few minutes late. I was lost in the the corridors of your your palace. A mighty fine palace this is, may I add. Before you get off feeling proud, you need to know that your palace doesn't hold a candle to my palace, the palace I call home. Actually, it's King David's palace, my home now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, No, what's that? Who do I think I am? Oh, I apologize. Introductions are in order. Um, My name is Mephibosheth. Perhaps you've heard of me, Mephibosheth. Yes, you've heard of me, haven't you? Yes. You don't have a clue who I am. I can tell by the look on your face as well. No matter. My name means one who scatters shame. Yes, what was... My poor mother thinking when she named me I, I i don't I don't know hardly the name for a king, uh, at least I was supposed to be king I don't know, is that... My story is a tragic story, uh, uh, sad in many ways, and, and yet glorious oh 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 yes, uh, let me see where do i where do I possibly begin? Uh, you have not heard of me, but I am sure you have heard of my, my grandfather, King Saul of Israel. Huh? Ah, yeah, yeah, I see the candles coming on. And perhaps you've heard of my, my father. He went by the name of Jonathan. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Good men, very good men. I was raised as the prince that I was until I was five years old. I had the best of Israel before me. Servants at my beck and call. And when you're a little child and you have servants at your beck and call, it can be a, a, bit, a bit scary. I remember when I first realized my power, I would command my servants to play with me and then command that they lose. <laughs> and they never lost a game. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, my, my father, uh, Jonathan, was not, not home often. Uh, he, he was a, a, a good father, but he was second in control of, of the nation of Israel. Uh, He was an incredible statesman and and a a fearless warrior. I was very proud of my father. And and please understand that he was a good father at at home. He was gentle and loving and kind. He also was very much in love with Jehovah. (laughs) Spoke of Jehovah all the time. Uh, Yes. Um, My grandfather Saul was was king after him my father, Jonathan was to be king and then after him I was to be king. this was the way of my people but it was not necessarily the way of Jehovah yes yes uh, Jehovah had other plans I suppose <laughs> much gets blamed on Jehovah does it not uh, but in this case it was true it was true no I'm, I'm, what, what's I'm sorry a little bit I can't hear. Oh, you're wondering about my my walking stick. Yes, you've noticed my my limp. Well, yes, much better than what it used to be. Oh, I see. It's a story in and of itself. I was a little boy. I I remember uh, playing outside of our our, our home when when a a rider came up. Oh, he was out of control. It, it was it was definitely an urgent call. I can tell. Almost ran me over. I, the the horse was breathing so hard. It was it was frothing at its its nostrils and its mouth. Uh, uh, the, the the man jumped off of of the horse. I could tell by his uniform. He was one of my father's warriors. Splattered with with blood. Uh, he began to call in a a voice that. Betrayed fear, uh, eyes of terror—not like an Israeli warrior. He called for for the adults of the home. My mother and the servants and my nurse came out. He said several things. I don't remember them all. I was only five, A little too big of words for me. But he things like miscalculated, ambush. Superior power of the Philistines. But then he said something that I I will never forget, friends. It rings through my mind every day. He said, the king, that's my grandfather Saul, and Jonathan are dead. The army has been badly beaten. Flee at once. The Philistines are almost upon you. Save your lives. My mother, she just crumpled into a bile. The the servants began to rush about in a panic. My my nurse screamed. I I didn't know what to do. I'd heard the man, but I was not sure. I I ran to my mother. Mother, father will come home, will he not? It will be okay, will it not? I needed my mother to tell me things would be good. Uh, She did not. I, I... took several steps backwards and sat down hard. I, I, I don't think I've ever felt more alone or scared. I don't know how long I was there. The next thing I knew, my nurse came. And, and she took my, my face in her hands and held it close to hers so that our eyes were one. And she said, Master Mephibosheth, we must flee this place at once our lives are in danger. She, she grabbed me by my hand and, and took off for, for the east towards the, the Jordan. I, I, she could walk much faster than I could and I, I didn't like this. I commanded that she stop and play games with me. She ignored me. I was not used to that. She pulled and dragged me. Then we heard... The Philistines attacking the farms near ours and the people trying in vain to defend themselves. The screams. My nurse picked me up and and hurried on, began to run amongst sobs and and prayers to Jehovah. Prayers that went unheeded, it seems. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. And she would get too tired. She would put me down. We would rest a spell. Then she would grab me by my hand and drag me on again. And then we would hear the Philistines behind us again. And she would scoop me up and run. I don't know how long this went on, friends. Days, I suppose. And then, then just before it happened, I noticed that my my nurse was breathing as hard as that gentleman's horse. And she was frothing a little bit as well. You need to know. I do not blame my miner. She, she's a good, noble woman. She, she no doubtably saved my life. But human endurance can only go so, so far. And she was carrying me and and running and uh, along a precipice, if I remember correctly. And she stumbled. I, I don't know all that happened. I just knew I was flying through the air. As I started to go down the the precipice, my legs caught into a rock, but my body kept going. And I I heard the snap. Oh, the the, the shearing pain. I I screamed and and reached down for my legs. The next thing I knew, I was waking up on a straw mat in the home of a man named Makir of Lodabar. Makhir was a very gracious man. Uh, He had a huge heart. He would allow me to stay there for some time. He had a shekel bag, too, that matched his heart, if you know what I mean. Yes. I I would wake up in and out of consciousness. I would look down at my my legs. They bandaged them the best they could, but they were uh, bent poorly. They looked awful. Well, my my, uh, commander of our army, his name was Abner. Somehow Abner escaped the the Philistine onslaught. Uh, Abner, I don't know what you've heard about Abner. Ferocious as a lion, but not a kind bone in his body. (laughs) He, He wasn't mean. He was just no nonsense. He was a leader. He knew what we needed to do to move forward. And he looked at our current situation and he said, We need a king. Where I come from, if your people do not have a king... They don't exist. Uh, people are only as good as their king. Well, I was next in line, but I was only a child. I was now a cripple, and frankly, nobody was very sure whether or not I would survive the accident. I, I heard Abner talking with my uncle Ishbosheth. <laughs> good old Ishbosheth. Oh, poor old ish Not a wise word on his tongue. Not a bit of common sense in his mind. Not a discerning bit in his spirit. He, he had no ambition. He did not want to be king. But Abner thought he would make a good figurehead. Someone through whom Abner could lead the nation, I am sure. Well. David took incredible advantage of the situation. I don't know what you've heard about David. Oh, wonderful, I'm sure. Glorious, glorious King David. But he exalted himself as king because of my family's loss. Because of of our nation's crises, he put himself forward. And that renegade tribe, Judah, fell in behind him. Of course they did. He's from Judah, you know. The house of, of David... In the south, Judah, the house of Saul, in the north, with the real Israelites, at war for for many years. Well, so so how did I eventually end up in the palace of David? Huh? Good question. A, a bit a bit premature though. Impatient, aren't we this morning? Yes. yes, yes. I will get to that point if I can continue with my story with no interruptions, please. Yes, that's. Yes. No, no, that's quite all right. Quite all right. They say that David had a dream one night, where Jehovah himself came to him, where Jehovah told him that he would have an enduring household, that he would one day have a son who would reign on the throne, not from our household, from David's household. And the sun would, would reign in, in righteousness and, and grace and in the spirit of Jehovah himself. This was confusing to me. I knew of David as the epitome of evil. When our commander Abner went on terms of peace to Jerusalem to see David. Now, I'm, I'm not sure exactly why he went to see David, but but he went on terms of peace. When he was leaving Jerusalem, he was murdered. Oh, they say David knew nothing about that. I don't believe it. And it was shortly after that that my uncle Ishbosheth was assassinated in his bed while he slept. A cowardly act. And, of course, they say David knew nothing about that as well, I'm sure. They do say when he found the men who were responsible, he disciplined them severely. I mean, very severely, if you know what I mean. Well, in time, David had all of Israel. Yes, all of Israel went after David, and why not? We were tired of war. Underneath David, there was military strength. There was prosperity. Friends, friends. Something that I've learned through this whole thing. However many allegiances a man claims to have, none is greater than his allegiance to his own shekel bag. That's right. That's right. And so they went after David. Loving David, I hating him. You you, you need to understand my situation. Though my my father spoke fondly of, of David, my grandfather, King Saul had other things to say about him. And I believed those were true. I believe David was a coward, a killer of innocent men and women. That he had nothing for anybody unless they could promise him power or gold or comfort. Well he would never have me. He would never have my heart. No. No. Well, time went on. Time went on with Israel loving David and me hating him. Now, have you ever had one of those experiences, friends, where you would swear by the horns of the altar itself that you've been there before? You know, I was standing out in front of Makir Lidbar's home, my home. A grown man at this point went uproar some messengers. They seemed to be in a hurry. I noticed from their uniforms that they were warriors David's warriors. But there was another man with them. I was well he was familiar to me. I, I recognized him as Zeba, the, the, the servant of, of my grandfather at one point. Now no doubtedly the, the, the servant of, of David. Ziba, is that, is that you, Zeba? So so good to see you. Uh, Zeba, what are you doing here though? What is your business? Master Phibosheth? King David requests your presence. Oh no, 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 Zeba, Zeba. Ziba. See, David cannot know I exist. He does not know I exist. It's to my welfare if he does not know that I exist. Does David know I exist, Zeba? Yes. Ziba, Ziba, how does David know I exist? I told him. (laughs) Ziba, Ziba, I am no threat to David. Look at me, Ziba. I'm lame. I'm living in Gilead, many miles from Jerusalem. Uh, No one would follow me. Uh, I am no threat to David. Please, can you just go back and, and tell David? that you couldn't find me. (laughs) Have pity, I have a wife now and a little son. Could we not just do that, Ziba? No, no. Ziba went on to explain to me that one day King David called him into his palace. And, And he knew of Ziba's association with my grandfather and said, Ziba, do you know of anyone left of the house of Saul who I can show Jehovah's kindnesses to? Oh Did Zeba actually believe this? I never trusted Zeba. I always thought he was out for Zeba. Oh. Now this may sound like nothing to you. But when a usurper takes the throne, his first order of business is to kill all of the rightful heirs of the throne, thus securing his kingdom. It's the way things are done. I was one of the few remaining heirs of the throne. I embraced my wife. I I kissed my boy. I, I knew what it was like to grow up without a father. Now Micah would as well. I got in the cart and headed to Jerusalem, like a sheep to the slaughter. Now, we, we had many, many days before we reached Jerusalem, and it was time for me to concoct a plan. When, you, when your legs don't work, you have to use your, your brain. Yeah. It was a great plan. I'm sure it would, would work. I would have to see David before I saw the warner, the executioner. And I would, would fall in homage before him, make him think that I actually was loyal to him. I understand that David is supposed to be a man of grace. I understand that he had a relationship with my father. I would appeal to that. I would appeal to a sense of pity for my legs. Yes, yes, it would work. I I see you're, you're not as confident in my plan. That it's as lame as I am. Well, you have very few options when you are in my situation. Well, when we came into Jerusalem... Zeba stopped the cart right in front of the palace. Oh, my plan was working already. And I'll tell you, if in fact I was not there to be pronounced an enemy of the state and to have a death sentence written over me, I think I would have enjoyed the situation. I, I cannot explain to you, friends, the glories of the palace. It was breathtaking. And that was on the outside when you got inside. Oh, the, the gold and the marble. The, 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 the exotic tapestries and the furnishings studded with incredible jewels, the, the musicians and, and the, the music, the, the, the vestments of the servants. I had never seen such things. I, then Zeba would lead me through the corridors, and every turn was another architectural wonder. <laughs> I almost forgot why I was there. But then Zeba stopped outside a, a large door. And disappeared behind it. I, I began to question my plan myself. I thought I would make a hobble forth, it, as it were. Uh, but just then, Zeba came out and bade me enter. It was the throne room. So I entered the throne room. In the far end of the room, there was a figure on the throne. It was, it was David. I, I'd, I'd never met him before, but... It was obvious this was a king. He looked kind, perhaps likable. I was scared to death, as you might imagine. He bade me come. I realized my my, my plan again and, and fell And then I heard my my name called with this booming voice, but but not a voice of hostility or anger or or threatening, but one as if he has found a long lost friend in the marketplace. He said, Mephibosheth. And he he came to me and lifted me up. I I was shaking. He saw through my my plan immediately, for he said, Do not fear, Mephibosheth. I did not call you here to harm you, but to honor you. Um, <clears throat> uh, um, uh, c- come again. Well, uh, to honor me? What kind of ploy was David? Uh, coming up with well, I had not... And then he told me he was going to give me all of the land of my grandfather Saul. Now my grandfather Saul was king, he had much land. And he would give me servants to work it for me. He would restore to me the riches that were mine. He told me that he was good friends with my father. That, that he and my father were closer than brothers. He told me, Mephibosheth, one day your father came to me and gave me. The throne. He said this was confirmed by Jehovah. This was Jehovah's plan. He, he told me that though he knew my, my father was killed in battle, that he, he loved me. He wanted to adopt me. That my family would come live in his palace. He then said the most remarkable thing. He said that I would eat at his table. Where I come from, friends, there is no symbol of greater loyalty than to eat together. There is is, is no sign of greater love than to feast together. Why would David do this for me? I had nothing to offer him but suspicion And anger, hate. He gave me grace, a love, a smile. Where I come from, it is a great shame for a king to have a a cripple as a boy. It It was as if David didn't even notice that I was crippled. David did not even notice that my legs did not work well. I notice it, and yet David seemed to not be mindful of it at all. Well, this is how I came into the house of David, where this is how I experienced incredible, incredible grace. It's amazing. You know, my friends they say that David will one day have a son, a son that will rule with greater grace than David. I I can't, can't imagine uh, a son who will, who will take uh, cripples and let's face it we are all crippled in one way or the other and invite them into his house. He will seek to adopt them to love them, to feast with them. Oh, I, I can't imagine but 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 I do know this. If David does have a friend, if he has a son like that one day, I do pray you'll meet him. I do pray you'll come to know him, that that you will not misjudge him prematurely as I did his father. If he calls, you will come to him and experience the grace that could be yours. Shalom. Shalom.